So, Fran, welcome to the show, brother. I appreciate you being here. Uh, we connected just like last week yeah. at, a, at Bella's spot, and uh, you were telling your story uh, about healing, yes. your journey of healing and becoming the man that you are today. So uh, I'm like, he is perfect for the truth about him, right? Because it's not a lot of places that, that we can go to hear truth about men, about what we think, how we feel, the trauma we've been through and how we're healing, yeah. right? So I'm like, <clears throat> um, I gotta get him on the show. <laughs> so you're here, thank you for being here. Appreciate I it. I appreciate it. Um, so man, let's get into it. I mean, yeah, let's go. I'm... Let's, let's get into it. Um, Let's talk about it. So, so men's trauma, right? Yeah. Men's trauma is something that's that's that I think that's that's really at a at a really high level right now. Mm -hmm. But we don't talk about it too much. You know, we we keep our things inside. We don't share. We don't. We're not vulnerable. Um, hmm. And because I guess we're not allowed to, right? So, uh, talk to me first about about how you how you see men's trauma and how you see men responding to that today about about how they feel. Yeah, so before this journey, I started at 40 years old. I'm 53 now, so I started this journey. Don't believe journey. that, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> nobody does. Yeah. But I started this journey of healing at 40, okay. so we're going to go back like 13 years, right? And so that whole emotional piece um, when I was growing up, you know, fear of being judged. Yeah. Um, I know I made a decision at 14 that I'm not going to be vulnerable mm -hmm. when it came to women. And these are defining moments of my life, mm -hmm. trying to survive these moments in time. I like I couldn't articulate it back then, yeah, yeah. but I could tell you what I felt and the body sensations that were connected to those emotions. And so, you know, you have to look back at your grandparents, how they grew up. Mm -hmm. Like I had to go all the way back, man, to my dad's dad, my, my mom's dad, to see what life was like for them mm -hmm. when they grew up. And my grandparents were post, they were, ch they were children post-slavery. Yeah. So you can imagine the mental anguish that they saw mm -hmm. from their childhood. So when I went through all of that and trying to put pieces together on why I behave the way I behave or even why I picked some of the jobs that wow. fit my emotional state, wow. it made sense. Wow. So you pick jobs based on based on your your past and your ancestors. I joined them. I can tell you I joined the military uh -huh. because of some decisions I made as a child that the well, military yeah. was a perfect fit yeah. for what I was dealing with and it even fed the monster inside. The monster inside. Yes. Tell me about that. The monster inside was there's something wrong here. Mm. I'm on my own and I don't belong. Wow. Those were those were three defining decisions that I made that shaped my view of myself mm -hmm. and how I viewed life. Right. And each one of those played a part that when I joined the military, everybody loves a soldier. Yeah. I was never alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a sense of identity and pride. Yeah. And those were the things that I thought were missing in my environment as I grew up because I thought my dad didn't love me, my mom abandoned me, and then who the heck was Farron? Because I used to play basketball, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. during this breakup, in, at junior high school with this girl, like my identity was in basketball. Yeah. And so all of that played a part. And when I could look back and say, the military fed everything that I was trying to suppress. Yeah. Even to the point where when I joined the military at 19, one of the things that they tell you is, you cannot worry about where your wife is or your girlfriend is. Jody got your girl and gone. What? Jody got your girl and gone. Okay. Because if you, so what they said was, if you are here with us and you're training or we're in war and you um, are worried, daydreaming about yeah. where your wife is or where your girlfriend yeah. is, then yeah. guess what? You could get your whole squad killed. Right. Oh, I'll make sure we hear you. So just so I, the, the oh, mic okay. is, uh, pull it up. Just like, okay. like, like grab it from here. Yeah, you're kind of moving uh, a little bit. It's, okay, there you go. Cool. That's what I make sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. So with the way that they describe you know, emotions, you can't, you cannot worry about where your girlfriend is at, yeah. where your wife is at, because you could get your whole squad killed daydreaming. That makes sense, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it makes it sense makes because sense. you got to yeah. survive, but yeah. what does that do to a young right, man exactly. who's already got emotional <laughs> issues with women? <laughs> right, right. So now those feelings and emotions are suppressed even more, excuse me, even more, yeah. because now I can't feel. Wow. And then you come home, try to be in your relationship, and you're, 
you you wonder what happened while I was gone and, and all that. Yeah, and yeah. then you and so you block off your emotions and your feelings. So I, I can't, I feel inside, but I'm not. I can't voice it to you. So I can't worry about you. So then the woman's gonna think, well, you don't care about me. You don't mm -hmm. love me. Well, if I gotta go somewhere and go go yeah. off to war, I gotta disconnect from you. Yeah. But then you learn that's part of who you who you who yeah. you be as a person. Disconnection. Yeah. So um, you mentioned that you thought your mom and dad didn't love you. So that's interesting. You said thought. Thought. Yeah. Tell me about that. So they say that you know in life we make decisions about our parents. Like there's a natural break in communication between that child and parent. Okay. Right. And so the education that I took um, brought me to those spaces mm. in their curriculum, mm. and so. There's a conversation about our parents, and then when you when you when I put my life in that conversation about how I viewed my father, this story of this five-year-old child during Christmas, it was like always in my mind. Like there was a story that I would think about, but I always wondered, like, why do I remember that day so much? Yeah. Like, why is that day so significant? Well, that was one of my defining moments about my father that I made up that he didn't love me you made up oh i made it up it was wow. not it was my truth but it wasn't the truth okay unpack, unpack that more for me so as a five-year-old i'm on this floor christmas time right. playing on you know, my toys and stuff and i remember my dad being there because he bought me toys yeah. and you know gifts so yeah. at some point of the day i look up and i'm like where's my dad hmm. and somebody in the room says he's gone so my brain hmm. why did he leave special wow. oh he doesn't love me and wow. i continue to play on the floor wow so that decision in that moment had me now when i saw my dad or hung out with my dad and my background of my mind was he doesn't love me so that you say you're five five so you were five and that he doesn't love me played in your mind for years after 35 that? years 35 until years. until 40 years old when i discovered where that was coming from Wow. So how does that happen? I mean, so how, how does that one instance make, make someone, make you figure out, okay, he doesn't love me for 35 years? Like, how does that happen? Like The, the best way I could tell you I learned it is once you study the being of human beings yeah. and how we make decisions and, and we give meaning to life and yeah. we describe life and how we talk, yeah. how powerful language is, yeah. how the brain is created to survive yeah. Yeah. and takes pictures of memories mm -hmm. so we can know how to navigate and all, like all of that in yeah. the emotional system in the limbics, like all of that, yeah. you've got to be able to understand how that stuff functions. Mm -hmm. And so the education that I took taught us how those functions operate. Right. And when you can be t when you're willing to do the work right. and tell the truth to yourself, then you can put those conversations in your life and you could see, well, was that the truth about my father that right. I made up at five years old? Right. Right. And I like how you, you said that I made up. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> how did how did that instead of five years old and 35 years later, how did that structure your life and play your life out for for 35 years. <laughs> yeah. So like what what how did that impact you and serve you? It it destroyed it my relationship with my dad. Wow. Okay. Because I loved him, yeah. but he got on my nerve. Okay. Remember he doesn't love me is in the background of my mm -hmm. thoughts. And so we would hang out and you know spend time together, but I had no patience. Mm -hmm. I always thought he did something to try to make up for those times that he didn't show up. Like so I had all these different experiences and then the evidence because when you make those decisions your brain is now looking to survive that so it's looking for evidence to prove those thoughts that's crazy so for 35 years i had enough proof that my dad didn't love me um he would tell me he was gonna pick me up and wouldn't pick me up like i'd be waiting at the door like but what i found out 46 something years later was that my mom and dad had a conversation when I was eight and my dad took the ultimatum and would and and went about his lifestyle. And but nobody you. told me. No one told you. So from eight to fifteen, I'm trying to see this guy yeah. and he's telling me, I'm I, okay, I'll pick you up, but he couldn't pick me up. Why couldn't he pick you up? Because between there was a conversation between him and my mom that my mom told him, I don't want my son in that environment. So you either do what you go do what you're going to do or whatever. But I don't want my son in that environment. So my dad chose 
his uh, his environment. Huh. So when I would call him to pick me up, instead of him saying, I can't come and get you, son, or nobody telling me what was going on in their relationship yeah, about me. Yeah. So then every time he, did, he would say he would pick me up and he didn't, it reinforced the disappointment. It reinforced that he didn't love me. It was just more evidence for eight years right. that no one, he doesn't love me. That's why he's not picking me up. But it seems to me that that's, that's kind of like real evidence, right? Because if he truly didn't come pick you up, then that was something that he didn't choose to do, right? So in, in a sense, was it true? I mean, I know he loved you, but, yeah. but why did he choose that over you? Again, you know, as parents, we do what yeah. we do yeah. while we do. And he has his own, his own life of reasons exactly. of why he was doing what he did. And the, the main part I want people to understand is sometimes our parents put our concerns mm. on our children right. and not tell the child the truth. Right. We need to tell the, to tell the child the truth. Right. And that's something that I'm main. That's one of my main conversations in sharing my story because I'm a parent now. Yeah. And we have to tell those children the truth enough for their understanding so that that's the story that gets planted in their mind, okay. not the story that we make up. Right. Because we all make up a story if we don't get the full details. We're going right. to fill in the rest of the right. script. Right. And again, <laughs> my script is now my right. truth. So right. no matter what you tell me, nah, right. that's not the truth because my truth is this. Right. And as a child in our perception, we're children. Right. But the brain is developing. So we, you know, people discount that two-year-old. They discount that five-year-old. Yeah. They discount, oh, he's eight, he's nine. He's not going to understand about divorce. Yeah. You best believe that if you don't tell the child mm -hmm. some of that truth, that they're going to walk away and make up their own story. Yeah. And then now they blame, and then we blame ourselves. Yeah. So I was blaming my, like, silently, yeah. it's an emotional trauma, silently. Yeah. And so we suffer in silence a lot, but we don't tell the truth mm -hmm. about that. So as men... We have all this ego stuff that we're taught in our environment, and so we suffer in silence. We suffer in silence. That's that's huge, right? And and I, I like how you said that. You know, we have to tell the kids the truth. Yes. Um, and even though they may not understand, like you know what exactly divorce is, if we don't share these things, they can feel the energy and what we're and what mom and dad are doing, yeah. right? So when you say the truth. So what is the truth? So, uh, you know, talking to a child. So, so back then when you were five or eight mm -hmm. and and the conversation happened between your mom and dad, mm -hmm. you, knowing what you know now, what, what should have been the truth for you at, the, at that age? See, <laughs> the, the ultimatum that my mom gave my dad about picking me up as a child, I knew there was something going on yeah. in my dad's world, okay. but I didn't have the language for it. Mm -hmm. But I, I wasn't. Like I said, the brain, we, we discount how powerful the brain is, yeah. right? And so they could have just told me that. Hey, you know what? Me and your dad are going through some things right yeah. now. He's not going to be able to see you right now, whatever, whatever. That simple, yeah. And so yeah. now I got, okay, my dad's not going to see me. So when I'm trying to call this dude to pick me up and I'm getting dressed and yeah. I'm waiting, I'm excited yeah. Yeah. to see my father yeah. and, and he's telling me he's on his way and he's not coming. Yeah. What is that? Why? Why can't you just tell me so something it, it about your that? Narrative about the exactly. Story about why so you. tell the truth yeah. at least at a level where that child could understand. Yeah. So that again, what goes in my memory is at least that, yeah. and not it's because of me, yeah. not because he don't love me. Yeah. It's because oh yeah, he can't come and pick me up during this time frame. So I gotta stuff. we gotta yeah. I gotta wait. And that could have me ask my parents more questions. Yeah. When am I going to see my dad? Are y'all working it out? Like that, that changes the dynamic of how <laughs> right, my life right. shows up for myself right. and my parents. Yeah. And that's good. Um, because when every, I think everybody goes through some sort, some sort of childhood trauma. Right. And, and we own, and we live our life based on what we know and based on what we learned, based on what our parents taught us. Yeah. And, I had to go through something similar with my father because he just chose like not to be around, mm -hmm. like 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 no way. So he he was a drug addict, um, and I didn't see him. So my mom took me away at a, at a young age, mm -hmm. and throughout throughout my life, I made up a story, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't love me. He doesn't care for me. Why would he abandon me? And that made me have abandonment issues. Of course, right? It's, it's like wow, no one wants to be around me. Mm -hmm. And then going through my healing journey. I found out that that his father hated him 
-hmm. right? And then my grandfather's father hated him, mm -hmm. right? So it was a cycle. And like no one looks back and we only do life out based on what we've ta what we're taught, mm -hmm. right? And we're not respons responsible for what happens to us, we're responsible for, for changing and doing something different. Oh yeah, right? for sure. So it, it's just looking looking back at what our what our what our family tree was and what kind of and, and that trauma. That trauma came from years of abuse, right? I had to go back when I discovered my own situation. Yeah. I have three daughters. Yeah. I had to go back to my daughters and let them heal with me in the same way wow. reverse because when I grew up with my dad not being around, mm -hmm. well, then when I had my daughters and the things that I put in to make it mean about myself and yeah. my daughters, I just wait till they get older. <laughs> right. I'll, do, I'll, right. I'll deal with it when they get older. Right. That was the worst decision right. I could have thought because I missed out on so many years of their yeah. life, yeah. which then perpetuates that same trauma yeah. and the issues with their father. And now these are the girls, and yeah. which is a whole nother level of impact. Yeah. But again, I didn't know that. I'm yeah. just doing what my dad did to me. So I'm yeah. thinking that that's how you do it as a father. Yeah. I'll just deal with it when they get older. Right, right, right. Man, that was the worst decision that I made yeah. because I could have been there in some capacity yeah. to help nurture that or whatever that was. But now I get to do it now yeah, of in their in their 20s. Yeah. You know, I had to make those corrections, but the the stories that they made up about me yeah. hmm. and how it impacted their life, we had to go back and unravel. Right. But you did that. I had to. You had to. Yeah. I had to because yeah. I saw what if what I dealt with, yeah. I could only imagine what my daughters dealt with. Yeah. So I, I quickly yeah, went good. back and used the same skills and put two of two of the three took the same education I took so yeah. they could get their own clarity about their yeah. own life. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. now we could have a conversation from the story and what we all made it mean. Yeah. And now it's like, OK, <laughs> it's, it was my truth, dad. But what were you? What was going on with you when I was born? Yeah. Oh, now we can have that talk. Ask questions. I was yeah. lost. Yeah. So I could now tell my story, and then match it with her story, and then my daughter. She was like, "Well, I could see why. Yeah. I I thought you didn't care about us. Yeah. Like I I didn't think you didn't care <clears throat> about yeah. me. Like, but you had to work. You was in the military. You right. did this. You was doing this. So we both, you know, we all had to figure out our traumas. And I can tell you, hmm. even with my oldest daughter right now. We're 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 forgiven. She accept my forgiveness, but she's still hurt. Of course. And yeah. so her 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 conversation is, I accept your, I forgive you, but I talk to you on my terms, mm. and yeah. I have to accept have that. To accept that, yeah. Because of the consequences and my behavior, and I just know, you know, when she looks in the mirror every day, she knows. Yeah. But whatever that emotional thing is for her, I can understand because I went through it my own with my parents. Right. So um, hurt, uh, when people are hurt, it just, it just seems to me that it's something that they carry to, to avoid going through the additional hurt, the additional pain to be healed. Because in healing, it's, there's, it's pain to healing, mm -hmm. right? Because you have to go through something totally different outside of your comfort zone to become a different person, <laughs> right? Um, and I know in my hurt, I stayed there because it, it gave me a right to be upset. Of course, yep. You just exactly, right? exactly, right. There's so it's, piece. it's like, it's like, tell me more about that. You get if we don't take responsibility for our part in that, yeah. then we get to blame the other person, right. and we get a we get a payoff, right? <laughs> you know, I get right. to make my life my life is messed up because of you, because of Dad. You. Yeah. Yeah. Because of you, mom, right? And then I have no responsibility for my part in that, and right. so it, it is painful, but what's so beautiful is on the other side of that is freedom. Freedom, wow. Right? But you have to go through that situation. Yeah. But, again, you got to be able to be honest. And if we're honest with ourselves, mm -hmm. then I'm not worried about looking back. Because, again, we go back to what are we were trying to avoid. Yeah. We yeah. try not to look bad. Yeah. I don't want to look. Even if I know I'm wrong, yeah. I will still say I'm right just to look good. Just to look good. Right? right. To not look bad. But we don't understand that in, in the experience of that, there's no presence of love. Mm -hmm. So if I can make you wrong so I could look right and I'm invalidating your experience. And so there's no love present between us because wow. 
there's an emotional part of this conversation. I call it the experience of life. Mm-hmm. We, we're, we're so focused on the activities of what we do with people yeah, yeah. that we've, we've been hurt and disappointed so much in our childhood that I don't even care about feeling that no more. Just do what you just mm-hmm. do it. But it's not Nike. You just can't do it. <laughs> right, right. Because right. there's a human experience that's, that we have to take responsibility for. Because if not, then, like I said, if I'm, if I'm right and you're wrong in the experience of it, then there's no love present. And if you oh. take that spiritually, then how can you experience being in the presence of God when you're right in a righteous state of mind about people? Wow. That was, that was amazing. So yeah, then yeah. that experience of love is, is not there. It's upset. It's frustration. It's whatever, whatever it is right, for that right, person's description right, right. of how they experience life. Life is fun, exciting, and dangerous yeah. for me. Yeah. And when danger shows up, buddy, <laughs> you better know it. And yeah. I'm military trained yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll shut my heart off in a minute, bro. Wow. And not even care. Wow. But that's, that's the journey of life, right? And unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. And through life, you experience so many people on so many different different levels. Um, how, how, how do you adjust or do you adjust who you are based on who you come in contact with, based, based on who you meet? Um, or, or do you just like, or, or you just like, this is you, accept me, I'm here? Or do you adjust yourself a little bit? You know, I can only say this because for me, I, I did the work in that, yeah. right? And so we only talked about my dad. Yeah. We haven't talked about yeah. my mom, yeah. right? right? So we, 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 we got to talk yeah, about of course. Our, the first two most important people in our life, yep. which is our parents. Yep. And that plays a significant part of who we are when we show up in the world, yeah. right? Because if, I'm a, if my dad don't love me and I'm, a, and I'm abandoned by my mother, how do you think I'm going to show up with my friends? Right. I'm going to be pretending. Right. We call it a hypocrite. What's a hypocrite? Pretending. A hypocrite was a, a, a stage play back in the day where we, the guy would just come on stage and just, one actor, he would just change his mask. Didn't know that. Really? Yeah, that's where they got the word hypocrite <laughs> from. Okay, okay. And so we pretend. As human yeah. beings, when we're hurt, disappointed, yeah. abandoned, we have to, we pretend everything is fine. Yeah. So then. Pretender. Hmm. So we call it all, and now, you know, we, we call it all kind of different languages now. And, pre- and pretending is a form of protection. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I gotta, I'm gonna pretend like everything's fine when, when inside, I'm hurt, I'm disappointed, whatever those emotions are you're for that for that silence. moment. You're suffering in silence, yeah. but I'm, I got this face on. Yeah. The people call it a mask. Yeah. I put my mask on and I'm fine, yeah. and I could be here with you and laugh and talk. Yeah. Yeah. And then I go home and I'm like, I'm miserable, yeah. and I'm drinking wine till yeah. I go to sleep and all that stuff because yeah. I, my self expression is thwarted. And I don't know why. Yeah. I have an idea why. So by the time I had the dad one, the mom one, and then the fourteen-year-old one, and some ones in between there, yeah. Yeah. like my life of a five-year-old, like the life of a series, yeah. I, I found decisions from two to fifty. Yeah. And wow. each one of those <clears throat> shaped how I viewed myself from the six-year-old kid in in, element, in elementary school that used to read with his finger hmm. and my f- classmates laughed at me because I'm trying to read. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to read out loud no more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan said, uh, most men live life acquired desperation. Right. So it's like, we don't express what we need, who we are and that we truly need, need help. Right. Um, you told a, a story in the series about, when you thought your mom abandoned you, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that was like, right? it's like, it's, it's like one statement. So, yeah, please share that because that's, that, that, that's important. Yeah, this that life of an eight year old, uh, the latchkey kid of nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. I love my, I love you, mom. Yeah. Like that one was the most hurt decision that I made out mm-hmm. of my whole life because it shaped my relationship with my mom but with women across the board. There we go. Let's get into it. Right? <laughs> across the board. Yeah. And the life of a two-year-old starts that, uh-huh. but the eight-year-old was the more significant because I lived with my grandparents from two to eight. Okay. Right? My mom had me. Um, she got her job. 
She would drive me to my grandparents' house, drop me off, pick me up after work. And my grandparents, they did a great thing. Mm -hmm. What most grandparents would do was leave them here. Like, get yourself together, take care of yourself, pick them up on the weekends, whatever, but just leave them here. We'll, We'll take care of them. Great idea. Great idea. So I lived with my grandparents from two to eight. That's where I was nurtured. My grandmother was mama, mm-hmm. my, my, my mother was mommy. Like my grandfather was daddy because my uncles and my aunt, that's who they called their parents. Yeah. So I, I took that on, yeah. but I knew in my head who was the difference right, right. with my own dad and my own mom. Like I knew that. But the, the nurturing and the sourcing was really from there in that environment. My grandparents, all my friends, you know, from five years, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, like that's where I was rooted. And... When my mom married my middle sister's dad, of course, we're going to be a family. Mm-hmm. We need to go get Farron now. Perfect. I mean, if so they come and pick me up. But no one thought about what is I going to do to Farron? Mm-hmm. And you uproot him out of his environment and you take him to this new place. And, the new, and we call it the, being a new kid on the block. Like mm-hmm. all the stuff that comes with that when you're taken out of that environment to go to another environment. Is it is a very again silent emotional yeah. trauma. It's well, emotional. Just to understand. So you were with your grandparents from two to six. So two to eight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, two to eight. Mm-hmm. So 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 six years. Yeah. So y- you were there, living there. You living there. That was your family. And yeah. Then so so my mom would pick me up on the weekends. Right. And I would go to her apartment and right. I would cry. I want to go home. Oh, wow. I want to go home. No, you're at home. No, I want. I remember. I want to go home. And so we battled with that because I wanted to always go back to my grandmother's house because that was home for me. So the disconnection from my mom, Mm. that was really at two years old because that's where I started living with my grandparents. So during that time was all the emotional trauma between me and my mom. And we talked about it as a teenager and kind of laughed about it. And she knew there was something that happened because I was so connected to my grandparents, Mm. but we didn't know how deep-rooted yeah. that story was for me yeah. and so when they picked me up at eight now there's no babysitter you know now there's i'm by myself and i'm at the door that one morning and you know, i got my backpack going on and my mom is like okay here's the key to the apartment she shows up with this string with this yeah. key on it and here's the key to the apartment when you I'm, I'm leaving you when you come home lock the door all the don't 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 yeah. and in that moment Why'd you come and pick me up? Why are you leaving me? Mm-hmm. I could have stayed where I was at. I could have been at mama. Like, even all at eight years old. All that, thoughts. all okay. of that, wow. right there at the door wow. in nanoseconds. Ah, I can't trust her because she's leaving me. Because she's leaving me. Oh, and I got this key. I can't lose this key because if I lose the key, I can't get in the apartment. So there's a level of responsibility mm-hmm. on an eight year old. Mm-hmm. And, and I walked to school. But that pain in my chest, when I heard her say, I'm leaving you. Man, I got I, I feel it in my knees right now just saying it. Wow. Because it was so deep rooted of the emotional pain because I didn't understand. I didn't understand that whole concept at eight years old. Yeah. And then for eight year old in time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and my mom, you know, when I told her the stories, well, why did you say something? How did I know to say something? Yeah. I was eight. Yeah. All I know is what you said and what I felt. And I never, ever, ever wanted to feel that pain again in my chest. I'm telling you, I feel it right now talking to you about it. I never want to feel that pain again. And it was the pain of, 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 of what she said, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving it was, you. It, was that, it was that when she said, I'm leaving you. Here's the key to the apartment. I heard all the instructions, but that pain, I'm leaving you because of the transition that I was in from my grandparents to living with her. Hmm. I'm still I'm still connected to my grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you could have just left me there, like whatever that meant for me. But nobody ever talk, thought about talking to Farron, like, hey, we're going to be picking you up. Yeah. Like, I don't remember those conversations. They just can't pick you up. This, yeah. And so, so was the pain, was it, was it, was it like, was it like fear? Was it anger? Or like, like, what was that pain that you felt? It was a, it was abandonment pain. Abandonment it pain. was left okay. being left alone yeah. because now I'm coming home yeah. and I'm by myself. Okay. When I came to my grandmother's house, there was people there. So it was it was, a, it was like a, to, a culture shock. It was yeah, like a shock. yeah, it, exactly. Shock. It's, yeah. it's the, that's what it is. It's an emotional yeah. trauma. It's a shock. Transist that transition. 
They say that transition happens from elementary to middle school. Yeah. Because you go from this small class to this larger class with more students, more teachers, and you, you're trying to find your, you're trying to find yourself. Yeah. It's a, it's and it's, it's a survival state of mind though. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it wasn't abandoned after you know it took me years. Yeah. But it was I was never abandoned. Yeah. But for an eight year old, and the brain and the meaning that we give life and yeah. the body sensations and surviving and all that, like we all. We all have our yeah. version of that at some point. It may not be your eight-year-old. You yeah. might have been nine. There are people who have had to raise their siblings, right? Yeah. Right? And take care of their brother and sister. And they were 10, 12 years old. Yeah. And they, we, they feel like they grew up too fast. Yeah. So they have this upset with that parent because yeah. I didn't have my childhood. Yeah. Like, it shows up in so many different versions. But when you go back to the core of it, it goes back to those parents. Yeah. It goes back to that mom. Yeah. And me having to raise my my sister and change her diapers and feed her and cook for her at twelve. The emotional trauma is the same. Yeah, or similar. Yeah, I used to think uh, um, people say, you know, um, I don't know why I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I I used to call it BS on that, but that's true because unless you've done the work and know where all this crap came from, you don't know why you do the things that you do, right? I I I I, I believe that if we again. If you tell the truth to yourself, yeah. just like I had those stories floating around in my yeah. head of, of snapshots of yeah. we all have. I, I believe we all have those because when when I put my life in that curriculum, those stories came to mind yeah. right there. Like, it, like and I felt it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I believe that if we yeah. we suppress those yeah. or whatever we think that we do in our brain yeah. to put them in a little box and store it to the side and not open that box. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if we. If we're willing to do the work and we're willing to tell the truth and do the work, I'm I'm sure people will look in their life and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what that is. Yeah. And that's what I I pray my conversations that I'm having now allow people to do their work for yeah. themselves, to yeah. self-examine themselves. Yeah. The Bible, the scripture that came with that was Malachi 4, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. And when I got in this journey of my healing, you know, I went to the Word. And Malachi 4, 5, and 6 talks about returning our hearts of our children back mm-hmm. to our parents and the hearts of our parents back to our children. I love it. Or there will be a curse on the right, land, right. right? And so the curse on the land is the emotional, you know, we call them mama issues, daddy. Like yeah. we have different labels for yeah. them. But even if you look at in life with the social issues and the social ills, whether it's gang or young women having babies and all that, mm-hmm. a lot of those, when they tell the truth, a lot of that comes from the disappointment yeah. of their family. Wow. That's, right in their home home. That's huge. And so when again, when I looked at my own life for that and could see it's yeah. like, come on, then I I know I'm not by myself. Yeah. And plus the education I took, you know, millions of people took that education yeah. and we all in that education discovered those similar yeah. stories of whether it's up against your sibling or whatever yeah. that disconnection is yeah. for from our parents, but our parents are the first it's the parents first mom and dad and it's the peer age mm. and then once you get that peer decision that i made at 14 i'm not going to be vulnerable yeah. it was a wrap yeah i'm a I, I'm, there's something wrong here yeah. i'm on my own uh, it was a wrap yeah so most most people most 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 parents like, like like even me we're so worried about what our kids can get into when their influence is outside the house. We never yeah. put emphasis on what we do inside the house, yeah. right? And, and I think if you do that, then then a lot of those bonds will, will be broken. Um, can I speak to that? You sure can, please. So I, I, what I learned was that for my own daughters, that the current concerns that I have for my daughters was not the concerns that they have for their own life. Mm. So now, now, remember, we grew up in our, mm. our life and we want to make sure that what we have went through don't go happen to our children, right. Right? right? So then we put those concerns on our children, but that's not us. That's not that's not my life. Nice. Yeah. So how do we do that? What I learned, the number one skill for me was take my worries and concerns, put them to the side, talk to my daughter. Hey, what are you? What's going on with you? What are you mm-hmm. dealing with in life? Gotcha. Because what I'm worried about about your life, obviously she ain't worried about that. So then I had to figure out what are your worries and concerns. That's good. Yeah, that's and that allowed me to then listen to her worries and help her strengthen those. Right, and right. guess what? When I helped her strengthen her worries and their worries, 
my worries were fulfilled. <laughs> right. Because you, your child would tell you, you're not listening to me. Right. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me, mom. You're not listening to me, dad. You don't, you don't understand me. Right. Because as a parent, we're so worried about the traumas that we went through and experiences mm. that we don't want our children to have. Mm. But that's not our life. That's not our life. That's not our life. Wow. And so with what you, the, the pressures that you put on your child from your life experiences, that's where the rebellion mm. comes from. Because we're not, listening to, we're not listening <laughs> to our children. That's good. So we have to be able to, yeah, you have, we have natural worries, concerns for our children. Yeah. Safety and all that stuff is natural. But what is your child's worry about life? Oof. And that's where you feed that and fulfill that and strengthen that skill so that now they don't have those worries. And now you teach them how to work, how to how to manage those concerns. So you tell is that a real worry? Right. Where is that worry coming from? Right. Because guess what? By the time they're nine and ten, they're not talking to you no more. Mm. So guess what? I got to go back and see, hey, have I ever disappointed you? Like I had to go back to my daughters and go through this structure. Have I ever disappointed you? That's a hard question to ask. But we do disappoint <laughs> right. each other, especially exactly. as parents. Yeah. We, and as a parent, right. we're not perfect. We yeah. don't have it all. We don't have all the answers. Yeah. We think we do because it's, I'm the parent now. Yeah. But again. But, but do you think your child will be honest with you? Or, or at what age are they honest? You know what, you know what, Dad, Mom, yeah, you did, and this is what happened, All right? Do you think they would truly be honest with you or try to protect you? That's because, the because whole point, the, yeah. creating the space for yeah. that. Yeah. The sense of belonging to the family is what that child, ultimately is what the child, we all want to belong. Yeah. If I can't belong to my family, then I'm going to go belong to this gang. Right. I'm going to go belong because this predator said he right. could take care of me. Right. I'm going to go belong to, or I'm going to go be by myself. Which is, and, is even worse. Which is probably. even worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we got labels for that conversation. Yeah. But the sense of belonging is what we all want. And we will lie to be, we'll lie to belong. We'll lie to be accepted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, every day, yeah. It's, so yeah. it's that sense of belonging. And that's what, if we create that space as parents for our children, mm-hmm. so they experience belonging to the family and have a say-so, then y'all could not, then that child could come to me and say, "Hey, did I have a disappointed you? Oh yeah, Dad. By the way, when you did this, you didn't come to my basketball game, uh, and I was yeah. disappointed. <clears throat> but oh, son, okay, I, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I appreciate. It. And don't, and don't defend it. Mm. You have to create the space where I'm not gonna defend what you say. Right. I really want to hear what's going on with you, so right. that we can make these corrections. Because as a parent, it's gonna be hard to hear what that yeah. child has to say about yeah. you. Yeah. Because we gonna want to defend. I didn't do that, and that's what my mom. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't abandon. I didn't do that. Yeah. Well, because I, I presented that conversation to my mom in a way that it made it more defensive. I was trying to do the forgiveness. Yeah. And the way I languaged it, she got more defensive. Yeah. So yeah. it took even longer to get that work relationship worked yeah. out. But as a parent, we don't think we disappoint our children or whatever that is, and we do. Yeah. And it's a, it's a hard question to ask because I, um, I have, I have a nine year old who I, I asked her that question maybe years ago. I thought I was doing everything for her <laughs> and I, I'm giving what you want. I, I, and I asked her, um, I think, I think I asked her that question. I read it to the point she said, yeah, you lied to me one time. Uh, I'm like, really? I remember. Yes. And I, and I think I kind of, I kind of defended, but I give you everything you want. Yeah, no. Right. But, but I'm like, now I look back, you know what? Because it's, it's hard for us to hear that because as a parent, we don't think our kids know anything, right? <laughs> right, but Absolutely. they do. They know. They feel, and we have to be able to open up to that. And and that just reminded me of that. It's like you know, we have to ask them, "Have I ever disappointed you?" And be ready to hear that something you don't want to hear, but it's be. the truth. It's the, tr- and again, <clears throat> in personal development, I could put the umbrella of truth over my head, yeah. and I could see that you know what, I learned that. Withholding communication is mm-hmm. communication. Yeah. So if <laughs> if I if I didn't say something that I could have said that could have altered that conversation or that experience that. for that person, right. then that's still back on me. Because right. yeah, you know what? I did say that or I didn't say that. I did say this. Yeah. Maybe if I'd have said that, yeah. I could come back to you and be like, you know what, man, please forgive me. Yeah. I that's not what I meant to say. Yeah. Can we can we f- fix this conversation? Yeah. That's me being responsible. Not asking yeah. you. Yeah. That's me being able to look in my life and be like, you know what? I do have a part in that. 
and maybe I did say something or I didn't say something right. that could have sh- altered that conversation. Right. And so as parents, we got to be able to do that with our children right. because <clears throat> they're connected to us. They and are. and they are. when that connection, that's what I'm saying, when that natural brick of communication is broken from that child to parent, that child to father, if it's disappointment, if it's upset, if it's a lie, and I found out later that it was a lie and you lied to me, like that is now part of my database. Yeah. That is now in my in my hard drive. And right now it's the truth. Yeah. And now I'm going to catch you. I'm going to be listening for every time you say something to me, if it's a lie or not. And, every t- and of course, you're not perfect. And so you're going to step up. Or I'm going to hear you lie to somebody else. Not, see, he lied to them. He could, right. So now that's that's my proof. And kids are, are are so good at hiding that stuff because all all they because they want to love us. Human beings are good at it. Give me some of that. Human beings are good at it. We can't forget that as parents, we were children, too. Yeah, we were children, too. So yeah. it's a human being. To me, it's a human being flaw. Yeah. And we well, can correct it. We can, we correct, can correct those yeah. flaws. Yeah. But again, you got to be willing to be honest. And be able to take that conversation from that child that says, hey, you know what? You know, this is your weakness, dad. Yeah. This is your strength. Yeah. This is where you disappointed me. Oof. Oh, I need to have some conversations <laughs> here very, very soon. Yeah. Um, so everything that you experienced as a child from when you were when you were born to eight years old to 14 year old, that shaped who you, who you are and who you were. For right? sure. Um, and if it's okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I would like to touch on your marriages. Okay. Right. Um, how did the abandonment from your mom, the story you made up, how did that affect you with women? Man, I'm, I'm still dealing with the residuals of that today, even though I have a better understanding of yeah. who I am. But what happened is with that abandonment with my mom, right, that I can't trust women. Yes. Like that's how I talk. Mm. That's how I would say it. And and that sounds like women across the board, 100%. Like, I don't trust women right. at all. So, of course, growing up, you get a girlfriend. Yeah. I got a girlfriend. You know, of, we, we date or whatever. But that memory, that body sensation, one of those or either one of those would happen. Oh, I mean, she's, she's going to leave me. Is this conscious or subconscious? Subconscious. Okay, subconscious. Okay. She's going to leave me. And so how did I survive that? feeling was I got to go find somebody else because I don't want to feel that abandonment feeling right so then at 14 the life of a 14 year old um the day I gave up being vulnerable 14 year old girlfriend I don't even know how she became my girlfriend (laughs) I don't even know how I'm on a basketball court that's where my identity was at the time in in eighth grade ninth grade and one day she's my girlfriend but she would tell me you're not paying attention to me uh, okay, okay, okay. So I would get her, you know, walk her to this class or walk her to this whatever. And then I'd go back to playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Then one day she would say, I'm, I'm th- I've, I can at least remember three times or so she said, you're not paying attention to me. So one day after lunch, my friends were like, hey, you seen your girl? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know what? No, I haven't seen her. Yeah, because she's talking to Sean. Oh, I you said that. <laughs> like, oh, something's up. She's yeah. talking to Sean. What? So I scuffle. I go to class after school. I find her in the hallway. I'm like, hey, what's going on? She's like, you're not the guy for me. I'm like, what? Give me another chance. She's like, I told you wasn't paying attention to me. Um, so I begged her, like, please, please, please yeah. give me another chance. Please, please. She says, no, you're not the guy for me. That's her exact words. Her exact words. You're not the guy for me. And I walked away. Man, I was so defeated. And in my brain, yeah. I'm not going to be vulnerable. Ugh. And I got to defend myself in relationships. Yeah. That's what I made it mean at 14. And I walk home embarrassed because of my friends now, right? Yeah. There's a sense of him being embarrassed because I lost my girl to some other dude, mm-hmm. right? So all that I got to live with. Mm-hmm. As an adult, you meet someone, I meet someone, all of that is still in yeah. the background. Yeah. I like her. We, we might be we might be together for like two weeks, and those memories come up about the eight year old and the fourteen year old and how I felt and she's gonna leave me, so I gotta go meet somebody else because I definitely don't want to feel that. Yeah. So now I got two girlfriends. Wow. 
And then when I realize that, oh, shoot, they're going to find out about each other. I'm really going to be by myself. Right. I go meet somebody else. Now I got three <laughs> girlfriends. It's your story. It's just, this is my, this wow. my life. And my friends, oh, you're a player. I'm not a player. What are you talking about? Oh, you got, you got two girlfriends. I'm like, yeah, but I don't see myself as a player yeah. or a cheater. Yeah. But that's what society labels right. those behaviors. Right. In my mind, I don't know. I'm not that. Yeah. But I, I was surviving relationships. Right. And then I'm labeled as a player or a cheater or it's cool because you got two girls or whatever. But that's not who I wanted to be. But that was the label that was given to me. And I accepted it because I just didn't want to feel that pain. Yeah, you took it on. I took it on that because that was, I thought I was going to die. So when I got married, same thing. Yeah, she was from the church and we were friends since, you know, 13 years old. And we got married right before I joined the military and all that. But that's those same issues in my subconscious mind. They could they could show up ten years later. They could show up twenty years later. Wow! But they will show. But up. But they will show up. Yeah. And how I responded to that in my mind because I be, I always thought my subconscious mind that voice in my head was was me. Yeah. And that was my truth. Yeah. But it was that's not me. That subconscious mind is not you. That voice yeah. in the head mm-hmm. in your head when your mouth is closed talking and giving you all those judgments and all that. Mm-hmm. That's not you. You are the person observing that in your mind. That's who you are. You're observing that. That subconscious mind is trying to keep us safe, protect us, is what it's designed to do. So those relationships failed. And at 40, I realized nobody, nobody had a chance. (laughs) (laughs) I I forced women to leave and then I justified it because I knew you was going to leave. But I'm the one sabotaging the relationship. Man, how how else would you stay <laughs> with me so real. if I'm the one that's yeah. I'm I'm disconnected yeah. from you? Yeah. So she's calling me and I'm not answering the phone. I'm not because I'm waiting for you to leave. But you're forcing her to leave because you're not answering the phone. Of course, yeah. Or, or, or communicating or connect, or connecting. So yeah, she has to leave. Of course, she's but gonna they, leave. Or they're, or they're gonna find out about each other because she's gonna come to my apartment one day and try to figure out well why are you at? I'm you're not talking to me and there's another girl in the house. <laughs> All from. A five, a eight, a fourteen-year-old decision of who I thought I had to become to survive those experiences. So I just want to make sure that we are we are we are crystal <laughs> crystal crystal clear yeah. on what we're talking about here. Yeah. So your experiences with women, with marriage, with having two girlfriends, having three of that that identity was from when you were a child yes right and everything that we do as a child shapes and follows us to where we are today as an adults if we don't get help definitely when did you realize that you know what this is not me who i am when did your healing journey take place i was 39 um i was in a i was transitioning out of the military from a medical retirement because i have sickle cell trait okay and I experienced what they call exertional sickness with rhabdomyolysis. Mm-hmm. My red blood cells, my sickle cell trait genes mutated. I lost oxygen to my body wow. after a two mile run in the military and I almost died. I was dying. Wow. I had no idea. It took five years to figure what was going on with my body. Five, wow. five years. Um, and then, you know, at the, at the space in my mind, depression, anxiety, life is over. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to die. I'm a soldier. Mm. And so soldiers, my brothers and sisters, one every 65 minutes takes their life. Are you serious? Yeah. To say 22 a day or more a day, veteran takes their life. Oh, wow. I had no idea. So I was, oh, sorry, I was there. Yeah. yeah. So I was in at, from, tw- from 2006 till 2011. Yeah. That's the space that I was in all those years. Wow. And so... You know, some friends saw my behavior and they have this education that they had taken. And so they took them like three times or so to introduce me to it. And then I finally accepted it. And man, not only did I get my life back or the life I have now is where I was on that healing journey of all these other decisions that I made that even the military decision shaped my life. Because what happened and what I made it mean. (laughs) And so as again, we go back to our childhood, what happened? And what we make it mean, those two worlds collapse. Yeah. And then we look for the evidence to keep that story yeah. going. Yeah. And it may not, like I said, it was my truth, 
but it wasn't the truth. Right. And until I was able in that education to put my life in that curriculum right. up, up against those principles and realize that it was just not the truth. And so I called all the girls that I had in my phone from my past that I had dated. I called them all. Can you please forgive me? Please forgive me. Please forgive me for my behavior. Wow. Please forgive me. And they were like, yeah, I knew you was crazy. Or one be like, hey, you know what? I forgive you. Don't call me no more. Like, why are you calling me? Like, yeah. But I, I had but to. That was for you. That was for me. That was for you. Forgiveness yeah, is yeah, for, for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so I, and along with calling the girlfriends, I called friends, male friends, my parents. Mm. Like, I went down the line because I saw who I was being for all those years had an impact on other people around me. Yeah. yeah. And so I took 100% responsibility for my behavior in every aspect of my life that I could think of to make those corrections with people. How life-changing is that to, to, be, <laughs> to be in a place where you can take 100% responsibility for all the crap you created? The Bible calls it renewing our minds and transformation and being delivered, yeah. uh, experiencing being whole and complete, yeah. freedom. <clears throat> like, I understand now that I'm in the Word yeah. that that's what the whole mission is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I can use the Word not just the curriculum that I took and took to develop yeah. that yeah. because those that conversation is right in the word. Yeah. But the word is going to give us our eternal life and our salvation, yeah. not the personal development course. Yeah. But true. the same work is the is that's the work, yeah. renewing our hearts, renewing our minds. Yeah. And and when you do that, that's where transformation happens. Right. Yeah. That's uh <laughs> that's massive. And I like how you said it, it's it's my truth, but it's not the truth. Yeah. And, and I think if people <clears throat> live by that and they and they look at that, then that's when that's when everything starts to change. But you got to be a point where you actually want to change. Yes. You know, some people change because okay, you know what, this is not okay how I'm living. Yeah. Um, and some people change because something tragic happened in their life, right? I mean, but you can choose which one you, you want to do. Right? Why wait? <laughs> Why wait? Why wait? Right? Yeah. And um, mental health for 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 men is, uh, is, is, is so devalued, in my opinion. There's not enough uh, Ferrans out there, you know, talking about how we can heal from certain traumas, how we can, in a sense, fix our life, right? Um, how can how can men begin to to heal and walk and heal and walk through a healing journey? You know, I had to challenge the first forty years of my life, mm -hmm. pretty much, right? And and the personal development courses was just one piece, yeah, right. That yeah. was one piece that got me back on track because it taught me how human beings function, yeah. how the how we think yeah. and the decisions. So that was perfect. I needed that. Yeah. But it was still stuff missing, right? Yeah. And so it took me a few years to get into mental health. Yeah. You know, we talk mental health is very, like, that stuff is legit. It legit. works. <laughs> like you said, but you got to be willing to do yeah. that work. Yeah. At some point in your life, you've got to be willing to do that work. And I jumped into cognitive behavior mm -hmm. classes in the, in the VA. Mm -hmm. And, man, the stuff that I learned from the personal development courses, the, the VA, the cognitive behavior classes was even better because yeah. it taught me about where my thoughts were coming from yeah. and how I said I don't trust women oh, yeah. was 100%, <laughs> right? Yeah. But when I put that conversation up against that work with my mom's story, because I was tired of that relationship with my mom not working, yeah. okay, I want to go to work in this kind of behavior with the story about how I see my mom. Yeah. And I put that whole story in that kind of behavior yeah. curriculum and I discovered, that's where I discovered, it was only 90 minutes. Mm. I wasn't abandoned. Right. Could I really say I was <laughs> right. abandoned when I saw it for 90 minutes? Right. No. Yeah. When I told the truth to myself, no. Do I trust women? I do trust women. Yeah. May not be 100%, right. but then what percent do I trust women? Well, guess what? Today I might trust women 80%. Okay. So then now I can no longer say I don't trust women. Right, right. And then for that 20% that I don't trust, it's still back on me. Yeah. It's not on her. Yeah. So then what is it that I'm still dealing with that I can't trust her so at what percentage? Yeah. And again, do we trust anybody 100%? No. no. 
Yeah. Do you trust the the bank teller yeah. to give you your change? One hundred percent? No, because you still count it. Yeah, you still count it. <laughs> so we so we don't trust yeah. people one hundred percent. Yeah. So then you have to language. Yeah. The our our language is number one, and how we describe life, yeah. and we describe life more than we say what's so. Yeah. And I can tell you, I'm struggling, man. Yeah. And you can say, I'm struggling too. Yeah. But I'm not telling you what my struggles are, so I can't get no help. <laughs> so we just right. both agree that we're struggling. Right. That's it. Yeah. And I'll talk to you later. Right. But the what's so is, man, I'm struggling with A, B, and C. Okay, well, then let's figure out how we can get you some help. And then you find out that, that the person you're talking to have the same struggles. Right? It's like, oh, you, yeah. you too? Exactly. Yeah. Or some version of that. Yeah, some version so now of that, we yeah. can work together <laughs> right. to figure out yeah. what some support we can right. go figure out or, or create a business together. Right. So we right. now my financial struggles aren't worried about because we both can bring something to the table. Right. But we don't, again, the pretending, yeah. what it's costing me, and the, even the payoff is still so good that I yeah. get to blame my mom yeah. for the life that I have. Yeah. And it's not my, it's not my responsibility. Wow. So man, uh, tell us how we can get the uh, the series. <laughs> right now, um, uh, FarhanD.com, uh, uh, the life of uh, the series. Um, right now, I did the five year old. Okay. Um, the perception of my my perception of my father, um, and I did uh, the last key kid of nineteen seventy eight. I don't want to be an author. Yeah. Like <laughs> I like the identity that I'm holding on to <clears throat> right. is my rank. Like. That's right. I earned that. Nobody right. can take that away from me. Yeah. But I'm learning as I figure out who Farhan is yeah. that I don't even want these identities yeah. because I'm still trying to figure out who Farhan. So adding the author, yeah. published author right. as a label, right. I don't want that. But yeah. I know that in order for me to get this word out, I have to publish it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I it took me five or six years to do that. Publish those. I, those those were done like years ago. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't want that identity. Yeah. I heard the reading. I mean, it, it's it, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's definitely a gift. There. It's going to help so many, so many people. Yeah, it is. It is. So the dot com. I have ten. Okay. Um, I, I still have. I'm writing the other eight. Okay. In the process okay. because I'm, you know, I'm seeing how effective. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And so, um, they're on they're on Kindle, Amazon okay. on Kindle, and on my website I have yeah. it where you can download yeah. it from. The, we'll put some links down there so somebody yeah, can, can grab but, it. Yeah. But. Um, Two more questions. Um, one is um, any, anything for us in closing. You know, for me, when I went back to kind of figure out who Ferran is mm-hmm. today, I had to challenge my ideology, mm-hmm. my philosophy, and my theology. Right. Okay. And depending on what that is for you, for people, we we live we're used by some principles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And sometimes those principles are corrupted yeah. based off of our past and where we got them from. Yeah. So I say, whoever you say you are today, mm-hmm. find those principles in life so you can gauge your views, your ideas, your mm-hmm. feelings up mm-hmm. against something outside of your mind. Okay. And, and for me, that was my theology is the Bible. Okay. I grew up in the word and that's my belief in my theology. So I gauge my life up against yeah. because the Bible is principles yeah. their kingdom principles right. and how to live there's nothing in there for me that tells me how to treat somebody bad right right so for me my family grew up in a church so i use the bible as those principles the personal development courses that i took mm-hmm. i still take those today yeah, yeah, and so that's my philosophy because right. it gives me a better understanding of how to be a better human being mm-hmm. and my and who i am and how i show up and all that other so mm-hmm. those are the principles i use those and then the cognitive behavior class is my ideology because yeah. again it taught me how exaggerated my thoughts were yeah so at any given time of the day yeah. when i get into those dark spaces i still have them yeah. i'm still the old Ferran, yeah. but i just com- i'm committed to being the person i am today so i gauge all that old stuff up against who i am today right. with those principles right. and then that's how i get back on track and all of it leads me back to the word there you go <laughs> so that's my i believe that well, for me, my spirit leads my life. Yeah. A lot of times in the past, my subconscious mind yeah. guided my life on how yeah. I felt. And when you understand feelings and emotions, you have them and you don't have to become them. Right. When you can learn the difference between that and your subconscious mind and what it's designed mm-hmm. for, then my spirit wants to live life. Mm-hmm. My, sub- my subconscious mind wants to survive life. 
Oh. So I'm choosing to live my life through the biblical, <clears throat> the biblical principles where I get my salvation yeah. and I get my spirit in line. So now my fit, my spirit feeds my soul right. and my soul now takes that information to my right. body. And so we, we get that back in alignment. I love it. Um, <clears throat> so the podcast is called The Truth About Him, right? Um, so what's the truth about Farhan? <laughs> the truth about Farhan is, man, uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but the truth is I own, I own everything that I say. Mm-hmm. I, I take responsibility for everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still make mistakes. Yeah. But guess what? Instead of me catching it two years later, maybe I can catch it in two minutes. There you go. And I'm willing to make those corrections and take responsibility for my actions. There you go. Well, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate the the long trip from uh, from, from (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's good. (laughs) But, yeah, this was a blessing for you, man. You you, you definitely ministered to me, and I'm sure people watching this and listening to this um, will definitely be blessed from it. So thank you very much, and um, um, let's get you back here soon. I'm ready, man. This right. is this is my this is what I'm dedicated to do the yeah. rest of my life. Okay. Because again, I we our children. Yeah. Like we that cliche yeah. about our children is not a cliche. Like yeah. it is yeah. real. And yeah. if 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 we don't take responsibility for it, then who, who's gonna, who's going to do it? Yeah. And I'm I'm willing to dedicate my life for that. Cool. For that. Work. All right, sir. Thank you very much again. No doubt. All right.